we're so glad you joined us again this week for episode eight of season three. (laughs) And we have a really special guest today and we cannot wait to dive in with him. But I will let Addison introduce our guest. Well, they all seem really special according to our introductions. Aren't they all? (laughs) This week we have somebody from my past, I guess you could say. He is a friend from high school and he's an interesting person, y'all. When you get to know him, it'll be really funny to see that. But I am so excited to have him on here. And just the topic that we're talking about is so exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, He's someone that I saw every weekend in high school because we volunteered together. We hung out. We were part of the same friend group. But he's such an awesome guy. And I'm just really excited for y'all to get to hear him his heart and hear his testimony in a way. So without further ado, John Baker, can you introduce yourself a little bit? What's up, guys? Uh, my name is John Baker, Addison said. Uh, I'm a senior at Middle Atlantic Christian University in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. If you don't know where that is, you're not the only one. <laughs> I did not know where it was before I came out here. I play on the college golf team. I have a part-time <laughs> ministry right now, and I'm moving up to D.C. once graduation is over and getting ready to start a new life up there and a new chapter as a youth minister. Yeah. So it's really funny because I was listening to church this weekend that I go to here, and two of the people that are on staff at our church are actually moving to Elizabeth City to church plant. Oh, wow. And I literally put the two dots together, and it was just so cool that, you know, out of anywhere in the world, I now know where it is because I've caught up with you and figured out where you are. So small world. Before we get started, we're going to ask you the question that we ask every guest. What would you tell your BC self, your before Christ self? So me personally, uh, I would probably look along the lines of where do I find my value? Um, Is it the volunteer hours that I put in? Is it the the people that I hang out with? Is it the, is it my hobbies? Or is it, is it greater than that? So when I introduced John, I said he was an interesting person. And by that, I just meant a lot of different things. But specifically, I meant when we were in high school and at church, he was known as the it guy. He was the known guy at church, especially in youth. If you knew John Baker, you knew everyone. And so with that question... Um, John, obviously that's who you were in high school. But since then, what do you think has been the biggest change in you? Personally, I would say my biggest change would be geographically where I'm at. Um, (laughs) I mean, like that sounds so stupid. No, I get it. I I think though, I think with the Charlotte way of life, it's how busy can you be? Yeah. What all are the things that you can fit in into your week? You know, within those seven days, however many hours that is, what all can you fit into those seven days? And out here, it's it's the country. It is cotton fields and cornfield. I thought it was snowing in August when I first came out here. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. I was like, "What is this white stuff on the ground?" Because <laughs> Addison, you can you can you can attest to it. We don't see cotton in Charlotte. Like no. it just doesn't happen, right? And so out here, it was just a it was just a change of pace. Um, and I think through that change of pace, it taught me so much. So yeah. Yeah. So today we are going to talk about how your past self isn't your present self and how in Christ we we are able to become redeemed of who we were into who mm-hmm. we now are. Um, and I know a lot of people and especially girls because girls is our main target audience. Um, they really struggle with that and just they struggle with what the past was weighing on them. And I want to talk about that with you, John, of just like when you were in high school, what was going through your mind? What was your inspiration? Like, why did you do the things you did and why did you... I guess, behave the way you did, like not in a bad way, but just in general. No, and I think it depends on who you asked on how I 
acted uh, in high school, if it was good or bad. Um, you've probably seen both sides of yeah. me. And I think that, I think high school, if you ask everyone who did not go to college, they would say high school is your best four years. And if you ask the people who went to college, they would say college is your best four years. So it was really, really, really interesting to me. The beginning of my high school career could not have started off any worse. Not at all. It was freshman year. I was going through some things that carried over from middle school. Uh, my stepdad had passed away in eighth grade. So there was that trying to become the spiritual leader in the household at 14 was rough. I mean, just point blank for any 14 year old to try to, you know, take on that role is hard. And so the desire was there for me to do that. But going into high school, I still carried that burden, carried that weight of, you know, trying to be that person and trying to be that example for my family. But what also happened is I looked for value in so many different places. One of the places that I think a lot of people go to is relationships. And so for me, particularly, uh, Addison, you can attest to this. I think I, I think I had, I might have been used more than a elementary school hula hoop. <laughs> if that's a good analogy. Yeah. I, I think, I think that it was one of those things where I was like, all right, cool. You're here for a class period, you know, now next person. And I just tried to find my value in all of that, whether if it was, you know, friendships, I couldn't keep a friend to save my life. So I'm surprised we're still talking today, Addison. But, you know, it was, it was for me. It was just finding that in the beginning of high school was so rough. I found myself in an abusive relationship uh, emotionally and mentally. And that was just so hard trying to care on some, care for somebody um, and love for somebody that I, I truly felt, you know, I felt a call to. Um, I, I cared for her dearly. And due to that care, it put me in a rough place. Ended up being sexually abused um, my freshman year, right around the holidays. Um, and so the holidays are a rough time for me. Um, and so going through and into sophomore year, I didn't tell anybody about all that for about a year and a half. It was the summer uh, going from uh, sophomore to junior year where I actually told somebody and the whole thing just blew up. And so going with that in my mind and struggling with that and fighting with that, but still caring for this one girl really messed me up to say in the least. And so junior year where everyone found out about it i was that i was that guy that you know had sex with the mom you know i had it was you know obviously not desired but you know i was i was that guy i was viewed as that guy among you know whether if it was students on campus or professors or teachers whatever you want to call them in high school you know i was viewed as that guy and it was so rough shout out to the math teacher in my high school who actually cared enough and asked me about what was wrong uh shout out to her she's mm. played a big role uh and she knows exactly who she is but it was at that time where i was like man you know that's when i became so focused and you know set on god um i'm sure you remember me walking across independence boulevard in charlotte if you've been to charlotte you've been i on cannot believe you did that and lily is like why i don't know because she knows what that is i'm so she's scared visited. of that road <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I would sit there and I would just walk across. Just no joke. I would just, you know, doo, 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 you know, just Monday, Monday through Thursdays. That's what I would do. I wouldn't go to any high school football games. I would work. I was busy every day of the week because I didn't want to think about my emotions. I am not an emotional guy. <laughs> I've kind of trained myself to be that way, which sucks because now I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is what it's rough. 
but dealing with that is hard. Yeah. I just wanted to say thank you for sharing all that. I know that that is something very personal, but I thank you for sharing that. And I know that that's going to just help other people who've been through the same situation. So thank you. Yeah. I also, you mentioned that like you couldn't hold a friend for long and that you were surprised that we were talking, but I just think it's crazy because it really was a God thing that we are talking right now of like you reaching out to me just so randomly. And I actually haven't said it on the podcast yet, but I am stepping into a season of an internship at my church and I'm support raising currently. And that's something I've never done. And that's really like, he was on my heart to like reach out to and I didn't have the guts to do it. And he did it for me. And I really think it was like the Lord doing that. Mm -hmm. And just that whole situation was just so cool to see the Lord in and then allowing us to catch up and just like really diving into what the Lord's been calling us into individually. So I think like another thing to say is like if you if you're sad that you aren't talking to someone that you were close to in high school or like was an acquaintance, like y'all, there's still hope there for that. Like the Lord uses people in different ways in different times. So just know that. But again, like Lily said, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I you, you have a lot of strength and you always have. And I remember when I first got to know you, I was kind of hesitant. I was like, this guy is not going to be my friend. Like, I was not about it. And I remember there were some trials you went through. And I remember going to your house and you were just devastated of what had just what had happened with what you were just said. And I don't know. I saw a different side of you that day. And I think that's the side that I want people to see more is like the John Baker who has emotions because we all have them. Mm-hmm. But I understand why you do hold them in just from like different life setbacks. But yeah, I appreciate you talking about that. So this is a very standard question, but I still want to know it. How has your relationship with God changed since high school? Mm. I love this question, but I also hate this question. I, so I think my these past four years of college have been almost the most challenging. Um, even though I had all the things go on through high school, I think college and trying to find the independence and trying to find the fight to not only to keep going, but uh, just to get down with it. I mean, this is the first time I've ever paid for school, whether if it's scholarship wise or whatever. I did not go to private school, went to a huge uh, public high school. And let me tell you guys, college is not cheap, but it is worth it. If you make an investment in yourself, it'll pay for itself. Let's just be honest. Um, but I know true. college is not for everyone. Um, but I think in, if I look back in these past four years of college, uh, one of the things that's coming up now in more conversations is this term sabbatical. And it's when you take time away to really educate yourself on a specific topic and get right. And I think that these past four years have been just a rather long sabbatical. Most sabbaticals are like six months to a year. But this sabbatical for me has been four years long. I've basically stepped away from everything that I know. Y'all probably know that Target is like the go-to store. We don't have that either. So you're speaking right to us. I don't either. We have have, a Walmart. (laughs) Sad face. I've learned how to live off of Walmart for the past four years. And I don't know who I am right now. (laughs) Like, I like. there's no Harris Teeter. Oh, Um, do you even know what Harris Teeter is? It is in Asheville. (laughs) Yeah, so we don't have a Harris Teeter. We have Food Lion. We do. Well, we got that. Well, yeah. Hi, so, you know, everything really changed to me. You know, I am a little bit redheaded um, <laughs> and I don't tan. Mm. I'm at the beach. 
it's just like these past four years have been like okay sure like what what now god like oh mm-hmm. i hate the beach yeah let's go there you know that sounds great <laughs> i did an internship in kansas last summer but what is in kansas i thought that there was corn cows and wheat and let me tell you, when I got there, I was right. That is about it. I mean, outside of Kansas City, there is nothing in in Kansas. But it, that just goes on to this whole sabbatical thing. You know, if you are educating yourself in a specific topic that you're interested in, and you're taking time away and taking a step back from what you know, and you truly just focus on what you're learning and educating yourself on, but God is going to do something so incredible. And I think that I'm a product of that in this in these past four years and just taking a step back and really trying to take it serious, you know, saying, hey, I struggle with this. You know, I struggle with cussing or I struggle with this whole sexual nature stuff. And I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to put myself in a whole entire new demographic where I don't know anybody and I'm going to start new relationships. I'm going to start, you know. I'm going to go off the grid and I'm just going to kind of just slow down my pace of life a little bit. And I'm going to really figure out who I am. And these past four years have been crucial for me in that. And if I were to go back home and they'd be like, and I'd introduce myself, they'd be like, who is this guy? Like he's got the same name, but he's not the same person. Um, Which if you ask anybody from high school is a good thing. So it is. (laughs) Thank you, Addison. Appreciate that. I'm like, I'm kind of just thinking about it right now, and I think it's so good that you left Charlotte because if you had stayed in Charlotte, you would have known people, you would have had relationships, but they wouldn't have been fruitful. They would have just mm-hmm. been there. And I think that you would have stayed at the same church, you would have stayed with the same people, like all these things, and there's great people, but it wouldn't have grown you. It would have just stabilized you. And I think there's a difference between being challenged and being stable because if you're just stable i mean you're upright you're able to walk but if you're Mm -hmm. challenged you're gonna grow and you're gonna do things that you never thought you could and i just think it's really cool that god told you hey you're gonna move six eight hours away and Mm. not know anyone and make a whole new identity for yourself in me because you would have made your identity in yourself 100 percent, and i think that it like out here in farmland, we'll use a farming analogy. I think that this, I think that the seed that God wanted to plant would not have been able to grow or prosper in Charlotte and in that soil. I think mm-hmm. I needed to go away into a different soil and different environment and be poured into in a different way. And yeah. I think that being out here has done that in like in ways that I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Mm. It's funny because I think obviously me and you have very different stories. Like when in high school, I was the goody two shoes that didn't <laughs> do anything. And you were I maybe. I can attest. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> and I mean, we ran in the same friend group. Like we were together every weekend in actually my basement with 12 other yeah, people. Yeah, we were all hanging out yeah. watching bad movies. In oh, stop. No, we weren't. <laughs> Okay, fine, we were. But. <laughs> we got in trouble for watching Sausage Party. Oh and I Do you remember oh, I remember <laughs> that movie. I never saw it. But there was like 12 of us. I want you to us. put this in the podcast. I will. There was like 12 okay. of us. And we like really did hang out all the time. But mm-hmm. we were, me and John were complete opposites. Mm-hmm. But I think the analogy that you just used is very useful for me too. Because if I had stayed in Charlotte, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be doing it. Like you would not be sitting here on this podcast. There would not be a podcast. <laughs> but. The Lord uses places and time mm-hmm. to his advantage. And if we had stayed in Charlotte, I'd probably still be the same church I was at. I would yeah. probably be doing the same things I was doing. I would probably be the, in the same group. Like, yeah. You'd be sitting there putting that same t-shirt on, 
every Sunday every time. You're sitting there playing the same role. Yeah. And I honest honest to God, people, whoever's listening to this, there's one person in this whole entire world that you cannot afford to make mad or disobey, and it's God. And so mm. I think that if God is calling you to step out and be faithful, don't hesitate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The word the last thing that you can do is hesitate. I don't know whoever needs to hear this, but let me tell you, if there is something that you have been thinking about and it's been on your mind all the time and you can't get it out, it's there for a reason. Mm. Yeah. Answer the call, pick up the phone, something. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to do, if you need to restore that friendship, restore the relationship, if you need to move across mm-hmm. the state or if you need to move somewhere, do it. Yeah. Now I'm not saying, you know, like do something crazy, you know, but yeah. <laughs> within means. Yeah. Right. And to add on to that, if like security is what's holding you back from that, don't allow that to be what's holding you back because, I mean, you can be secure in a lot of different ways, but having like everything that you need in that moment, like the Lord has everything. So no matter mm-hmm. where you go, he will be with you. That's right. He provides With Easter everywhere. being this last weekend, <laughs> Easter being this last weekend, look, a whole stone can't even secure God. You're what? right. Yeah. You're right. Come on. Right. Come on. <laughs> what? A Roman seal can't do nothing Mm-mm. for my God. Come Mm-mm. on. <laughs> All right. So with you over here preaching, I actually want to move into that demographic. Oh, baby. I, All right. so funny, before we even started talking again, I was on Facebook and I think it was Tish who reposted it. This man was on his church's Facebook preaching a message, not just to the youth. He was preaching to his church. And what? I think that's so cool very fitting because he's very talkative and he can talk <laughs> for forever but he was literally preaching at his church like i think that's just so cool and i actually mm. did click on it and i listened to some of it and i mean i'm gonna be completely honest i don't remember what the topic was but i remember really just kind of looking at how he was talking and how mm-hmm. he was presenting the gospel and it was just so cool to watch and i just kind of want to hear like the process of that of how you got to that point of you know preaching in front of your church yeah all right, so I want to give a huge shout out to Jason Bedell and the whole staff of Forefront Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. It was it was such a weird thing. It was such a weird timing too. And he was like, "Look, I need somebody to come in and be our youth pastor, our youth intern, student ministries assistant." I think I've heard about five or six titles at this point, <laughs> which is crazy because my last weekend's next weekend. But I don't think we've still like nailed it down on what I was. All in- all experiences, good people write that down, <laughs> but. I think with with that whole process, he was just like, look, come in and get experience. I was like, okay. You know, like I was uh, so busy. At when, when we started this conversation, I was running a coffee shop on campus. I'm an RA on campus, a residence assistant. I was, I announced all sporting events at the school I go to. I was playing golf at the time and homework out the wazoo i took eight college classes last semester i'm taking seven right now and let me tell you i'm taking 45 credit hours my senior year of high, of college Oof. and i don't know i yeah i, I want to get out of here as soon as possible this is nothing against the school <laughs> it's been four years it's been great i'm ready to it's go back time. to costco and target i'm cool with that yes <laughs> you can do 45 hours at your college in two semesters, yes. Oh, wow. True, man. That'd kill me. I did 24 and 21. Whew. Uh-uh. Yeah. Props to so, you. <laughs> Is that hey, like a small look. college thing or something? Because we could never do that here. Uh-uh. That's crazy. I don't know, but uh-uh. I did it, and I'm going to wow. graduate. So That's awesome. I'm cool with Woo-hoo. that. But yeah, so the church was just like, hey, you know, 
we want to hear your thoughts a little bit. You know, we're good. We know that you're good with the relationships and such with the students, but we want, we want to, we want to try to strengthen your skills a little bit. I said, you know what, this is great. Let's do it. And so we hopped, I hopped right in. I, no joke. I was laying in my bed one day. It was, it was February 20th or 19th that I was laying in bed and it said, you, uh, we want you to speak. And it said March 20th, and I was tired. And I thought it said February 20th, like the next day. No. And I started freaking out, and I laid in bed, and I start, sat there and started blinking my eyes. I was like, God, wake me up, please, man. Like, I, I thought it was just like this bad dream, and I had no sermon prepared. I was just going to let all these people down, but no, thank God I had a whole month left. Um, Ooh, really? Thank God. Oh, man. Thank God. But no, the whole process of that sermon was so cool and so much fun. And kind of just stepping outside my box and trying to, I hate being the center of attention. Addison, you might think that that's weird, but I like (laughs) talking and stuff and like, you know, talking at parties or whatever it is. I hate being like up on stage, like everyone focused on me. Like that is terrifying. But let me tell you, I will do it if I need to step out your comfort zone, people. Um, And so it was, it was wild. Um, And just bringing up the topics of my past and, the whole entire sacrifice that Jesus has done for us, just wrapping your head around that is just so insane. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody sat there and got beat and whipped and crushed and stabbed and mocked and what? Come on. If, let me tell you, I don't know what it is that you guys are going through in this particular time, mm-hmm. but if you were getting mocked and beaten by words or something, somebody died for it. Um, mm-hmm. And trust and believe in that. Um, and it's, it's, I can't wrap my head around it. I've been in the church my whole life. Mm-hmm. Wow. I sit there and see videos and stuff. I'm like, mm, yeah, good one. I would, mm-mm. I don't know if I could have done that. <laughs> yeah. Honest to God. God is but, good. <laughs> amen. All the time. You want to go into preaching, correct? Or like minis- preaching yeah, or ministry? Ministry, ministry yeah. Ministry. Do you want to specifically preach in general or just be a part of ministry? I'm not going to put a limitation on it. Oh. Mm, open okay. to all of it all right yeah I'm, i look i you know i got a swiss army knife on my keys i'm trying to be like that you know what i'm saying mm. what does that mean a swiss army knife like a hold on i'll show you he'll show you <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to explain it's got it every, is, it's everything you need in an in a oh everything that you need in a short amount of time yeah so all right here we go hold on is he about to give us a message I don't know. So <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> first things first, you got to look good. So you got this, you got the nail file. Mm-hmm. It's got a knife. So if you need to open a package and then it's got some skizzers, but these are like the big Swiss army knives. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They got everything. everything. I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to be like one of these. He's got like a little saw on it. What? Mm-hmm. It's got a screwdriver. Phillip, screwdriver. <laughs> it's got a big knife. If someone ever does. saw that in my purse that knew me, they would probably grab it and then take it from me because I'd probably hurt myself with it. There are a lot Did of things. Not? So, obviously, we've been talking about like how our past self is not our present self because of Jesus and everything that he's done for us and dying on the cross for us. And I guess my question for you is, what are some good reminders or things to remember when you may forget that sometimes or the enemy comes to try to do what he does, which is steal, kill, and destroy. Most definitely. And I think no matter what you do, that's going to happen. I think that as soon as you find, 
so I think it comes about in two different ways. You have to, you have to, you have to be active and work and like go out and do stuff. And then at that point you find your passion and your purpose and all that. Mm -hmm. And I think that I constantly remind myself of the joy that I have when I'm doing what I'm passionate for and called to do. Mm -hmm. I think of, you know, those conversations with the youth that are like, all right, who's this Jesus guy? And you tell them and their jaw drops, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're just like, Oh, 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 really? (laughs) That's who Jesus is? I'm like, yes, like that is who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. That's the coolest thing. And I think on another thing, our society wants us to please so many people. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to be pleased by what we do, what we post, all that different kind of stuff. And I think that it's so important to remember that you're not going to be able to please everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we were meant to please everybody. they're, they're, we're supposed to step on some toes. We're supposed to call each other out. We're supposed to hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And we can do that in so many different ways. Of course, you want to do it in the best way possible for that given person. Some people need to be called out in public and embarrassed a little bit. And I'm one of those kind of people. But I think when it comes to, you know, blocking out the doubt, I think just, just focus on what you're made for. Focus on your purpose. Mm-hmm. Focus on what brings you the most joy in the world. And to me, mm-hmm. that's introducing Jesus to people who've never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. That's introducing mm-hmm. this person that has died and sacrificed everything that we like literally have in life to for them to live a, a free life, uh, you know, a, a, a life that is abundant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just so crazy to me. We've been talking about Easter a lot. And when you had just said what you were saying, it reminded me of Joseph. I had read all the gospels this past year just to understand Easter more. And Joseph took the Jesus's body after the crucifixion and put him in the tomb. But in the Bible, it says that he was a secret disciple of Jesus because he was scared of the Jewish leaders. And I think often like we're a lot like Joseph and the fact mm-hmm. that when we have an opportunity to share our faith, we get scared mm-hmm. and we you know, kind of duck down and we're more likely to go with the world rather than the word. So with that being said, John, what is your advice for people who know Jesus, but are scared to boldly proclaim their faith to others? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, who are you going to see on judgment day? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the judgment you need. Mm -hmm. If you're going to sit there and you're going to be able to sit there and say, you know, when I stand in front of God and he says, all right, now, we we saw we I mean if you if you read the gospels you understand the denying of Jesus three times and the rooster crowing. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-mm. Nope. Not not I. Um. But I I I really think that that like at the end of the day, who who are you trying to please? You know, are you trying to are you trying to get up to the pearly gates or are you not? Mm-hmm. Because if you sit there and you're like, no, nah, I'm not one of them Christian people, but you're you're you know. <laughs> You got that Jesus tattoo, you got that cross tattoo, or you got the Jesus necklace or whatever, you know, like, I mean, or are you saying that you're not a Christian because you want to sit there and party and drink and smoke on the weekends or or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know, it's not saying, you know, don't drink or anything like that. I mean, shoot, they had wine and they said that they ain't have enough of it, so they made more. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) I mean, but hey, you know, if that's you, that's you. But uh, Mm -hmm. but nah, I I find out who the judge of your court case is going to be. Mm-hmm. I like that. You're right. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> you took it in a different way, and I like it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you some more questions. But the next one is: You're graduating soon, like in like three weeks or so. Ooh, craziness! 
and you are moving to DC to step into a full-time position. What is the passion and the purpose behind stepping into this position? Like, what mm. is your heart for this? Yeah. So, okay, so this church is so unlike any other church I've ever seen before. So if they are not in church, they are open as a sports facility. Um, they mm. have indoor soccer fields. They have indoor basketball courts, basketball simulators. And if you know me, I'm a sports junkie. I get, I, oh my goodness, I get so excited when I see stats. But they also, ha- this church has also not had a youth pastor for the last like eight years. Mm. And so it's been absolutely just a second thought. And they will even tell you that. The youth guy right now is uh, also the online pastor and he has kids. And so they were like, you know what? You've got experience. You can do it. And he was like, sure, sure, I'll do it. But no, um, the church and God really just aligned things. I mean, we were talking from end of January. I didn't hear him for three three weeks or so, four weeks or so. And they reached out to me. And I was like, come on, people. If you reached out to me, you know, you kind of you kind of want to talk to me, um, you know. And then they were just like, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to interview you. And I was like, all right, say less. And then I was, t- I think I had 16 interviews for this one job because Ooh. they were, they were using themselves and they were using independent hiring people and they were talking to each other, but it was all different interview. It was the, it was oh, the man. craziest thing. I think I put in about 20, 25 hours into interviews before I even got the job. Oh. Um, yeah, it was wild. But through those conversations, I was just like, man. You know, God, what are you trying to show me? You know, like what is like what is going on? And then I got up there and the pastor the night that I got there was like, Look, this is our goal for you. We want you to leave giddy. We want you to leave excited, calling your dad. This part this parent I'm closest to by far. Um he goes, We want you to be calling your dad, saying, Dad, I freaking love it up here. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, that is exactly what I did. I called my dad, I said, hey, dude, this is where I'm moving. I said, I don't even care what they offer me. I'm moving here. And it it was so it was so wild. Like I said, I love sports. Uh DC's there, Baltimore's there. I can, you know, live a live a new life again. But I can also take my years of sabbatical and move there. Mm-hmm. And take, mm-hmm. you know, a new I'm I'm twenty two, so I'm young on the youth pastor scene, but I think, you know, I'm only four years older than the seniors that are gonna be in the youth group. But I think that in today's world, we're so used to being judged all the time. We're used to taking these tests and getting a grade on a test. But, you know, we, we just, we fail to create relationships and friendships. And I think that that is, that's the biggest thing in youth ministry in particular, is sitting there and being able to have those basic conversations. Just how was your week? How were you doing? Let's go get coffee. I love coffee. I'm going to do it like once, twice, maybe four times a week. I don't know yet, <laughs> but we're going to do it a lot. And I'm just going to sit there and make relationships with people mm-hmm. because that it is so important. And then you just naturally build that accountability and just overall, just hearing the things and just interacting with the students there. They are so hungry, but no, I, I accepted that next day. And it was, mm. it was probably like only a God thing. 100% mm-hmm. only. I never, if you would have asked me, you know, eight years ago, wherever I would be nowhere close to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. 
My next question is, what would you tell somebody who's sitting here listening and they're just in a rough point in their life and in their walk with the Lord and they're very mm-hmm. much living for themselves rather for Christ? Um, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? Even our own selves fail ourselves. We we are we have the expectations in our own lives of what we want, but we will always fall short of that. Because we will always have that natural hunger of, oh, I can do more. I can do this. I can make more money. I can get more things. But let me tell you this. When you die, where's your stuff go? It sits right there. It don't need to be touched by you. It can be touched by somebody else and moved into a box. And next thing you know, your whole life is in a box. If you place your trust and you place your purpose in what Jesus has called you to do, look, it does not have to be ministry. It can be construction. It could be teaching. It mm-hmm. could be doing whatever the freak you want to do, whatever you feel passionate about. If you are sitting there and you are serving God while doing it in the meantime, look, boom, you are doing exactly what God called you to do. Share the word. Don't be afraid of the word because the word is going to shine brighter than any other light you can do or any shine brighter than any light that you can have. That gave me chills. That was so good. <laughs> All right, so you may be wondering why we have a guy on our podcast when our majority of our audience is women. The idea behind that, I think, and interrupt me, Lily, if I'm wrong, no, no. but I really think that we just want all perspectives, whether it's male, female, or just younger, older, married, or single. Like, yeah. I just think it's important for us to know and see what people are walking through and what the Lord's called people to do. I love how our church here in Kalawi really um, sets the example of men ministering to men and women Mm -hmm. ministering to women. And that's what I believe. But I think it's still important to, you know, be able to hear what guys are going through because, you know, some people are married. Some people are in relationships. Like we want to understand the other person just so we can, you know, do life with them, but just in a different way. Um, So I just think it's really important to get all perspectives. Exactly. I think, you know, we talk about sisters in Christ being so important, but we have to remember we have brothers in Christ too, and they're just as important. So I think it's great to have guys on the podcast and just have another perspective. And yeah. (laughs) So thank you for being here with us. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, that is it for this segment. Stay tuned for Flavor of the Week. Hey, y'all, it's time for Flavor of the Week. So to get us started, we're going to get started with our guest, John. So, John, what is your Flavor of the Week this week? My Flavor of the Week is Raise a Hallelujah, and here's a sneak peek. So good. What is your Flavor of the Week, Addison? Mine is Thank You, Jesus, for the Blood by Charity Gale. Here is a sneak peek. So good. Love that song. What is your flavor of the week, Lily? Mine is a song called The Way Home by the McClure's. And here's a sneak peek. so good well that is flavor of the week this week you guys thank you such a big thank you to john for joining us this week on the podcast yes thank you so much i appreciate you guys for having me well that is it for this week and have a great day you guys bye bye